All right, guys, on today's episode of the Trade Busters podcast, we have episode six of BBP, Backtesting and Best Practices. Today, we're going to talk about slippage. And I actually have uh, Rusty from Option Omega with me on the line today because I um, I uh, admittedly am not completely caught up on all the features. And I wanted to get his take on certain things and just get some ideas um, before I kind of discuss ways that, you know, if you guys listened to the last episode, how I showed you how you can kind of dynamically scale the fees. Well, I want to talk about dynamically scaling slippage at all because slippage um, is a big component, much bigger, depending on the strategy of the results. Um, so with that said, first of all, Rusty, uh, thank you for coming on again on, on the Trade Busters. Oh, my pleasure. It's it's an honor always to be on your show. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No. And honestly, like just shout out to you guys because you guys have been so responsive and like, you know, I, every day I just see like a new feature push, you know, in the discord and I know you've added you know, XYZ <laughs> feature. And so I'm not even really caught up myself because I, I use, you know, personally, and the good thing is I use Option Omega for a, sp a very specific use case, right? I, I, I've done it for my earn strategy for data engine and I'll, I'll go under right. update it once in a while because I'm keeping like a running log. And I, of course, like I, I'm using like 1% of the the, the, <laughs> the abilities of, of the <laughs> software, but that's fine, you know, because sure. like everybody can get what they want out of it. So, you know, and actually before the call, I kind of showed you the sheet I built for my last episode on, you know, how to scale fees. And so I want to do something with slippage, but I know this is a much more complex topic because mm. of the kind of strategies involved. So I wanted to ask right. a kind of a few pointed questions first, and then maybe, you know, you can correct me if my understanding of the current state of the software, you know, maybe is not so up to date. So for instance, yeah, great. yeah. So if I were to sell just a simple naked put strategy, you know, whatever it is, 15 Delta, daily entry, whatever it is. You know, and you guys have some considerations for slippage as far as the entry price, you know, and the exit price, and there's toggles on there. But let's say right now, right, like I'm targeting a dollar credit, for instance. If if we put in a you know five cent slippage on entry, I mean, you guys are essentially just what taking the mid price and just adding that price directly on, for instance. Um, That's correct for for the entry slippage. Yeah, okay. we we add to it. To the now, cost essentially. So if you're selling, if you're if you're buying, right, then we're going to add to the debit. If you're selling, we're going to subtract from the credit received. Okay, and I believe there is like two kinds. Of, there's exit slippage either via like an early exit or there's an exit from a stop, right? And I think you break that down. That's into, right. You can select each one. So if it's an exit slippage on like a profit take or whatever, is it work the same way? You just whatever the amount the user enters, you just tack that on. So that's a little more complicated. So for the exit slippage on a profit take, uh, what we actually do is we require the tester to find the midpoint plus that amount of slippage before it will say, okay, you'll get that mid price. So let's say you're, you're trying to get, let's say you're selling uh, a dollar premium, right? And your, and your profit take is at 50%. So that'd be 50 cents. Uh, and you have 10 cents of slippage, um, the back tester would wait until it saw 60 cents as the mid price before it would go ahead and exit at 50 cents. It's going to assume that you're not actually going to get filled at mid. So it's not going to give you more yeah, either. That, that right? makes you, sense. You don't, want it, you don't want it to exit at 60 cents. <laughs> that would be more it, optimistic. 
the whole it point looks is that for the price that hits your target inclusive of the slippage you want to assume basically and it'll give you the fill if it uh, so for well it doesn't it doesn't put it in the fill so right, again, right, right. it's looking target, for that before it triggers the fill so to speak yeah correct it's adding buffer to the edge if you will so if 50 cents is like if you're watching a spready oh so the fill will price. be what you expect but it will only trigger yes. kind of not as frequently as you might expect okay so that that's an interesting nuance so that's people right. may not that's know right. that. Is, is that talked about in the tooltip for instance because that's kind of that's a great question under the hood thing that <laughs> it, it's, it's yeah. good to know because like i've talked so much about like understanding mm. you know how the tool works and the constraints and the confine co confinement of like you know because if we don't understand how it works then the results are kind of meaningless right so that's actually that's right. interesting that's right okay i tried to make it mimic real life so for example if you're if you're doing something that's much spreadier and much further out in time. Uh, let's say you're doing a calendar, like a double calendar, especially as something four-legged. And let's say it's, you know, I don't know, 15, 30 DT or something like that. I'm just picking random numbers. Um, if you watch that mid, it's really more of a mid-range than a mid-price. It'll bump around a bunch. And let's say you're right up against where your profit take is. Well, you could watch that mid hit your profit for a while and it might be required to hit five to 10 cents past it before you actually get, before filled, you get filled at what you want to get filled at, at your actual profit target. So we, we tried to simulate as close as possible to, to an actual auction as we could. That makes sense because you guys are tracking mid, but then yes. mid is just a construct, right? It's a proxy. And exactly. so the same thing when you look at the mid price on your platform, that's a, it's a construct. And so like you said, based right. on liquidity, number of contracts, number of legs, that yep. mid price yep. may have to move because really you can always get filled at the natural, which is like ask on everything, but you don't want to do that. But so the, 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 the mid price has to kind of move towards that natural a bit before you'll get the fill. And hopefully you get filled between mid and natural, for instance. Okay. That makes sense. Now, then on a stop, I'm guessing, you know, let's say you have some stop trigger, it triggers and then you're going to get that kind of theoretical price that you want, but tack on the slippage that you tell it to tack on, for instance. Is that kind of a little closer to on that end? Because it sounds like the slippage on the stop may be treated differently then. Yeah, so any any other exit slippage that's not a profit take, including exiting on a stop, or we also have early exits. For example, let's say you only right. want to be in a trade 40 DCE. You just close so it. Just Literally any other exit other than a profit take, we just close it at that and then we add the slippage to the end, right? So if you're going to get stopped out, at a, if you sold a dollar premium using our earlier example and you have 100% stop loss, so you're getting stopped out at $2 and you have 10 cents, you'd be 210. So that one's more straightforward. Okay. Um, now, there is one hey, more nuance. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You had something else? Oh, I was going to say, I, I needed to correct what I said about the entry slippage. I okay. forgot. So if you're actually targeting, a certain premium. And I know you do a lot of premium targeting, right? So this is right up your alley. Rather than simply tack on the slippage to the price you're trying to target, what we'd actually what we actually do, because there's different types you can target delta, you can target percentage out of the money or in the money, you can target even the current price plus or minus a certain uh, tolerance. And so with with premium entry specifically, we actually tar we, we tack on the slippage and then find the leg that's closest to that. So let's say, 
but then we take it back off. So it's kind of a complex thing. So if you're looking for a dollar, we're trying to get what you would actually get a dollar for, what you end up net a dollar for. So if you're saying, I want to target a buck and you have five cents slippage, then we're going to find something closest to a buck five, but then only give you a buck for it or something like that. You see okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. But again, in like in real life, what you could get filled with, that's kind of, you're trying to that's mimic That's what we're that. trying to aim for. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. So one that's thing a little I, complicated, but yeah. 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 And, and one thing I want to, and I, and I think you have a toggle for this, but let, let me use a simple example. Let's say I collect the buck and I want to exit at 3x the credit. I want to exit at three bucks. So my trigger is $3. Now, granted, one minute data has a lot of, it's already very granular, but in the world of zero DTE, even one minute, you know, <laughs> it's like a, a lifetime, right? So yeah, yeah. do you take whatever the price is on the, you know, your data and, and it could be 305, 310. Um, and, you know, one way is just to take that price or right. is there an option to say, hey, cap my price at my theoretical target which is the three but then i can go back in and kind of synthetically add the slippage um i don't know if you have that distinction i don't remember um because i know there's like like cap for gaps you can cap it at like you know like an opening trade you can cap it at the the the, the profit take target or the stop loss um can you talk a bit about how you handle that yeah so we do capping as long as it's not an overnight move obviously um because if you have an overnight move Capping is not going to be realistic. If okay. Move against, you know, if it gaps forty points overnight. Yes. Okay. For example, and you're selling a call, you're going to be in bad shape. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but for every other price movement, since it's one minute data, right? Price can move quite a bit in one minute. If you're right. doing zero DTE or something similar, I mean, even if you're not doing zero DTE, if you're doing further out, they can still result in quite a, a large move. So yeah, you can definitely cap both the profit and stops at that set limit we're essentially simulating a set target so if it, you know for example if you have a limit order for a profit well they're not going to give you better than your limit order your limit order is going to kick right right, even, right no matter what happens in that minute <laughs> right uh so i always recommend people cap the profits and you can cap the losses and so i i would recommend depending on the strategy that you could cap losses and then add a significant slippage yes so yourself what we do in practice is we track our trades, you know, and we look at what the average slippage is. Now, let's say it's 20 mm. cents over this strategy. Right. So using right. optional mega, I would cap the losses and then add 20 cents. Does that make sense? That's correct. Like, okay. That's, that's absolutely what you would do. Yeah. All right. Um, has that, you know, the, the things we've gone over just now, uh, is that the extent of kind of the customization on the slippage side? Or is there anything else I might have missed? that's more recent or that you can think of that you want to add? I don't think so. I think for slippage specifically, that, that about covers it. I mean, obviously there's the additional caveats is we don't just do SPX, we do SPY, QQQ, IWM, and we're actually keen on adding a few more, a few more tickers in the near future that are highly liquid. Um, I won't spoil that one, but that, that's something that we're looking into right now as we speak. Uh, and so obviously the slippage will vary greatly. Like on SPY, you're probably like one cent slippage for for a lot of as long as you're doing something highly liquid right 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 spx five cents maybe 10 maybe 15 in, or if you have some crazy like ema scalps maybe 50 cents slippage uh it just depends on the strategy so that that's what's nice and what i would say it 
additionally is because you can't do percentage-based slippage. For example, slippage on a 4,000-point vehicle like today's SPX is going to be different than back in 2017 on a 2,000-point vehicle. Exactly. And so what I would generally recommend people do is run a back test for different time periods because you can easily do that and then save it and compare the differences and export and combine them if you need to. Um, but you could absolutely do that and then set the slippage like a 2013 to 2018 five cent slippage and a 2019 to 2023 10 cent slippage or whatever. There, there's definitely you could do that in Option Omega. Not yeah. one test, but but you could do it by combining a few tests in in an export. Yeah, no, and and you brought up basically what I was going to jump into next, which is a great point. And and so what I've done you know, on our end, you know, when I, when I do what I call post-processing of your exports is I like to do dynamic scaling of these mm. slippage exactly because you mentioned it's going to be different on a 2000 point product versus a 4,000 point product, so on and so forth. And, right. it, and it can even vary from strategy to strategy, right? Cause if you're doing like a, you know, near dated height wing multi-leg strategy, you can expect more slippage in general than a nice 90 day out mid delta ish yes. strangle without all the complex stuff. And so the interesting thing is like, you know, having a tool where I just apply some fixed slippage, it may be a little too blunt. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I see. what, what we do is, and, and I alluded to this, like we'll track a certain strategy and we'll track the slippage and then we can go back and be like, okay, you know, and, and as a percent, it could be a percent of the credit, a percent of profits. I like to go as a percent of credit because premium is always like a pr good proxy for proxy for size, proxy for risk, yes, proxy for a lot of things. Now, so I would, you know, take your output and I would add a widget where I could calculate, hey, I want to do some input slippage percent and just calculate that based on a premium and just apply that dynamically. Now, mm. is there a reason kind of technologically uh, implementation wise, why has anyone asked for this or is that something you've thought about doing? Are you opposed to it? Like, what are your thoughts on doing something like that? Like a percent based slippage percent of premium, for instance, just as a straightforward example. I haven't heard that yet. I mean, I'd certainly be keen on, um, expanding slippage to be more realistic. I think the biggest challenge of backtesting is always realism, mm -hmm. right? And and like you mentioned, there's so many different variables that factor into whether or not you're actually going to get filled at mid-price. <laughs> yeah. And so whatever we can do to make it more realistic, because a simulation will always be different than a live auction. I tell people that all the time. Yeah, You just can't. It, it's just not the same thing. But you can get very accurate at least to a tolerable degree. So yeah, I'm always keen on that. Um, it's funny you use the word accuracy I, because what I described is actually the opposite because we're making something <laughs> up. Now, I right. thought of a good analogy before this call. You know, um, cars, when they advertise MPG, right? They're always advertising like the ideal MPG, right? Highway MPG, whatever. Right, right. So the way I see it is I'm advertising MPG. So... I want to give kind of the highest theoretical performance of this thing. In practice, 
you do your best to drive because the actual MPG depends on how you drive the car, right? If you drive it poorly, <laughs> right. you, can get so you, you can do your best to drive smoothly, not a lot of braking to get that ideal. So I, I see that as I apply backtesting the same way. I want backtesting to represent the highest theoretical capture of edge of my strategy, kind of the pure essence. And then when I go back and trade, I do my best to approach that. But the reason I want to do that is because I don't want like false negatives or false positives where a back test may make the strategy a good one look bad or a bad one look good because like yeah. of some limitation where because yes, you want to model trade uh, back testing based on trading, but if you incorporate too much inefficiencies of live trading, you may inadvertently make the strategy look and look, this is in that's a perfect true. world, everyone has $10 million and we can scale things perfectly. And I know <laughs> that's not real. But at the same time, right. I, I look at backtesting as like, you know, this is like, for me, it's, it's like the theory behind backtesting, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I'm always approaching that from like a theoretical standpoint. What do I want to get out of the backtesting? So for me, being able to scale the fees and the slippage dynamically allows me to look at something. And, and, and there's an instance where actually it is not realistic, right? Because if 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 it's a dollar fees in today's world, right? SPX is four thousand dollars. The fees are low, right? And the fee is basically twice as high in the world where SPX is two thousand, right? Mm-hmm. And so, right, we don't have the we we have an advantage of quote unquote lower fees in today's day. But I want to know like how my strategy would have performed in the previous environment using kind of today's fee size, so to speak, which is totally unrealistic, right? But again, I'm more analyzing from the strategic point of view while isolating out fees and things that may not just, it's out of my control, but I don't know. It's like, I can see some people will say, well, that's fake and I, and I get it, it is fake. But like what I'm trying to get out of the test is just something different, right? I'm trying to get the essence of the strategy. Um, so. That's why I kind of build tools like this. And I, I can see like if you built this feature into the back test, you would have to have like a humongous disclaimer. Like you need to know why you're doing this if you want to do it. Right. right. Because like right. It's like an advanced you know, feature. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, a yeah. super advanced feature. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and I can see reasons for and against doing it in something like Optional Mega, but like for build it yourself tools like these spreadsheets I teach it's like, it's like I've gotten a lot of value and extra mileage out of your test for instance by being able to do this kind of post analysis um, so I wanted to kind of just bring that up kind of lay that out and you know do what you will with it but like just let you know that yeah. that's how I think about it well I think that's brilliant I mean I think that's definitely the way to look at it um, because there's so many different ways to back test and so many different theories on it even i think the way that you're doing it makes total sense right like you're saying you're starting with the theory and you're starting with something uh that you want to prove the concept of and then use your own live experience is what you've been saying to then modify to make more realistic after the fact um now some people come at it the other way and this is where we this is where i'm trying to always make a broad product right because some people We'll use it and they'll come up with some crazy idea, right? They're selling like 70 Delta, 100 DTE puts or something. Well, that's going to be so 
there's gonna be so much slippage on that. It's gonna be ridiculous, right? right. On, on anything that's really in the money like that, that far out in time, there's no liquidity at all. So good luck getting filled anywhere close to what the back tester is saying. Right. And so there's like, I see both ways. Like regularly we have people show up in our discord with like these crazy tests. And thankfully we have enough knowledgeable users where I don't even have to say anything because I don't want to be the bad guy. But yeah, but yeah. people come in and they say, there's no way that you would ever get, that's not realistic. So so I hear what you're saying, but you're, I think you're starting with a really good foundation. Obviously you're starting with this, this is why you're doing this whole series because and i think which is super important to let people know because i think a lot of people come on in without even the fundamentals of back testing which is shocking or sometimes even option knowledge and so if you don't have that foundation to build upon then yeah you're going to see someone's going to share something on facebook or something could be completely fallacious and they're going to hopefully not trade that right without realizing that you know you need a good foundation to start with you need good theory to start with in a back test don't just throw a bunch of crap at a wall and hope it sticks. Um, so I think there's sort of the two different spectrums, right? And hopefully we're making a tool in Option Omega that can accommodate both. So someone like you who would not do the slippage in the post-process it dynamically versus somebody who absolutely needs to be including that on the front end for some crazy test they found online. Yeah, so. yeah. Or have like an advanced mode when you, you have to enable that to like yeah, unlock right. these extra features or or check out <laughs> disclaimer or something. Because yeah, for me, you know, being able to scale dynamically, I don't know, for me, it just, it makes sense to me because then mm. I can go in and like, and, you know, and be like, look, if you want to use this uh, percent-based slippage, you know, go trade, get some samples so you can figure yeah. out what percent you should use. But I feel like that's a that's a nice way. Anyway, so for people who are listening, you know, th- this is a a precursor to I, I will do an episode that's a direct build off of the previous one where I'm gonna add a slippage widget, you know, and just add another column um, and, and show kind of dynamic scaling because yeah, different strategies again I think will have kind of different slippage, uh, a little different flavor of, of what to expect. Um, so I, I think right. it's it's nice to be able to not have to do like a a one size fits all because unless you know what you're dealing with like yes you, you may think you're adding slippage that makes it you know more realistic but you actually may be making it less realistic you never know you know so right so. right you but, can certainly uh, punish the test too much and then ruin a good thing Absolutely. yeah yeah no that that's exactly kind of what i want to avoid you know like the, the false positives yeah. and false negatives so so yes. but Hey, uh, Rusty, uh, I promise I'll keep this one short. Um, but yeah, that's what it, I learned a couple of things too. So that that's really good. You know, just kind of know under the hood how that works. So hopefully people get that out of it and then can look forward to and, and kind of understand the philosophy, why your engine is designed a certain way. And but then at the same time, what other approaches there are depending on kind of the theory behind and what you're trying to get out of tests. So uh, with that said, um, looking forward to the, the next updates and uh you know, always glad to have you guys, you know, on, on board and um, uh, it's it's a great product. So thank you again for taking the time to join us today. Well, thank you so much for having me on and I appreciate all your feedback. It's been a huge help. Thank you so much.